0: Get to know Austin Peay State University President Elisa White on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. She chats with Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble about the growing relationship between the university and Clarksville-Montgomery County. She also talks about Austin Peay's tight bonds with Fort Campbell, including the four generals who work with the university in different capacities and how they have made the university a better place for military students. President White also talks about Austin P's connection to the Multi-Purpose Event Center coming to downtown Clarksville.
1: Thank you for joining us today.
0: Happy right? to be here. Yeah, it's great to see you as always. Yeah. Thank you. I'm
1: excited to hear about all the great things going on at Austin P. But before we we forgot to warn you about this piece. But yeah, it's not going to be. It's painless. Okay. Before we get started, we kind of do this icebreaker thing. All right. Hey, did you come up with a good? Question? I have
0: a question
2: for her. Yes.
1: Okay. So in honor of Charlie's mustache. Charlie Mustache,
2: you a question that it has it's nothing to do with anything. The renowned Mustache. That's yeah, right. that's renowned. right. Yeah,
0: well, we're in Stashville. Oh, so, we are. I mean, everybody course. needs to have oh, one. In
2: honor no. of Austin P.
0: That's correct. You wear
1: a top hat to like in a, a monocle to an event. You would be perfect.
0: Then I could see how to set wanna... you up. I yeah, can set don't you, up. you
1: think? <laughs> no. I think I'm seeing that, it. That's
0: a great idea. I appreciate y'all forgetting about that later.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> it first football game up in the box. That's what's happening.
2: I think we have a deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Done. thanks. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Well, usually I ask a semi corny question, but I'm not gonna do that with
1: semi corny?
0: With with her because we've we've had multiple conversations or I've been in the room with you where, where I've learned a lot about your history. And what what I want you to tell us is something that about you that people can't see in your bio or your resume something really interesting that doesn't show up when someone googles you
2: oh what a great question i i used to be more fun than i am now Oh, <laughs> oh i don't believe that uh, i don't I i was reared an outdoor person oh really so i have spent my life fishing and hunting and camping really yes and I was single a long time. I was single till I was 32. I moved to Alaska when I was 29 and taught there. But I, I would go fishing and camping by myself in Alaska. Oh, wow. And then I moved to Louisiana and did the same thing. And and I, I love uh, game. I don't hunt anymore. I don't really have time to and I didn't hunt for sport, but I certainly hunted for food. Yeah. So I spent my life uh, with uh, streams and trout and Camping And, and I, I do miss that mm-hmm. because there's something settling yeah. about being yeah. in nature and then also not being in an office, not being dressed up and not having a cell phone.
1: So are you more of a mountain person than a beach person? I am a beach person. Okay.
0: Oh man, I, I am absolutely that. a beach person. See, I'm more of a
1: mountain person. I'm
0: not a big fan of sand. I love it. Well, the, the good news <laughs> about true. sand is the water will wash it away.
2: Yeah, It does. And I, So I love the beach as well, but I, I also lived in Montana when I was mm-hmm. a little kid and I lived in uh, Phoenix. So I spent a lot of time in the West. So yeah. You I traveled my, a whole lot then, haven't you? I have lived in nine states and some oh. multiple times. Wow.
0: And overseas.
2: I didn't, I've I've traveled, but I haven't lived overseas.
0: You haven't, didn't you teach?
2: I taught in Korea. That's what I'm thinking about. I taught in Seoul, Korea, I taught MassCom, And I was the, I actually taught in a seminary and I was the first woman they ever had teach in a seminary and I had to teach through an interpreter. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: That's where I thought you might've lived (laughs) somewhere, somewhere. But to me, all this is amazing. I mean, I can see you in Louisiana
2: hunting gators. I can too. I didn't hunt gators, but I did hunt deer.
1: honestly I know that people don't know that about you but I can see you doing that it was it was awesome it was fun
2: you you
0: know what's great is the smile on your face when you talk about it because that that's a sincere you know people can't see us talking but when you say it's great and you smile you know it's legit
2: well I grew up that way and so my my dad my family my dad's family we would have fishing tournaments Mm -hmm. when we would get together for Christmas or have a family reunion and when I was really young all of the kids, all of the, and, and my brother and I were the oldest of the grandchildren. We had to clean all the fish. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I literally grew up at a, an outdoor yeah. sink with a scaler and a knife. And and I just grew up that way. And, and I, I really think there's a lot of value yeah. in mm-hmm. having those family experiences where you're out doing things that that may be out of your normal comfort zone. But I, I would go fishing by myself a lot because it's quiet and it's centered and you can be focused and I can be watching the line and and very focused on that line and not really thinking about anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people think fishing is boring, but I think fishing is strategic. You have to think about where they are, where they're running, it's relaxing. What kind of test line, you know, are are you going to get a heavy test line because you're optimistic? I learned to fly (laughs) fish when I was in Alaska and I loved that too. But I haven't done it in many, many, many years. Mm -hmm. So I am rusty. Wow, that's awesome. So, that's would you awesome,
1: and Elliot want to go on a like? A, would he go on an outdoor vacation with you?
2: He loves to fish, mm-hmm. but he he is not a camper. His mm-hmm. idea of roughing it is if there aren't four packs of coffee in the hotel. My brother yeah. just yeah. bought
1: a house in central north central Arkansas. We need to get you over there because it's right on the White River, oh. which is trout fishing.
2: Yes, and I have mm-hmm. canoed down the White River. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And so I've we been beaching
1: you a break, and uh, I'll
2: get you over there. That would be that would be awesome. Yes, I've done the buffalo I get and it. the white. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's wonderful.
1: Uh, he literally what bought it like two weeks ago. Oh,
0: well, and and Perfect. the good news is you can go fishing, and still have a nice hotel.
2: Nice yeah, place <laughs> to stay. Yeah, <laughs> would like So it. Elliot can like go that. with you. Yeah. Where's the coffee? Where's the coffee pot? <laughs>
1: So you came here about five years ago yes. to Austin P. What are some of the, and you've done an amazing job because you've been out in the community, Austin is growing and thriving. What are some of the changes in the past five years that you're most proud of?
2: I I really am, am most proud of what we're able to do with the community, specifically mm-hmm. related to growth and economic development. Yeah, I love cities. Uh-huh. I really think... Uh, when universities are stewards of place, they look at what the community needs mm-hmm. and what the families in the community need. And I really uh, vision a, a community where children grow up and they have opportunities to work there, there are places to work, places to open businesses, good communities, good schools, good good neighborhoods. And I think uh, universities are a, a lot of uh, drivers in those situations Mm -hmm. where we have to offer the degree programs that are really Mm -hmm. necessary for those things to happen. So I'm very interested in our work with downtown. And I know some are more interested in that than others uh, because we have people who are- That's your neighborhood. It is my neighborhood and we have a lot of people, you know, we're recruiting Mm from, from um, a lot of people from the Memphis area. We're recruiting more students from outside the area. But I also want to make sure that, that our neighborhood is, Uh, welcoming that it is well kept that it is thriving so we have a good place for faculty and staff to come to 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 Mm want to work here the school system is very important to me it's much easier for me to recruit faculty and staff when their kids can go to a good public school we have good private schools as well but but they can have a choice here because Mm -hmm. we have a good community good school system so I'm very encouraged by Uh, our relationships with the county and the city and economic development chamber businesses uh, industry here because i think we're all in it for the same reason to build a community yes and and because otherwise our kids have to leave Mm -hmm. and our families are not intact and and that may not matter as much to some as it is to others and i and i it's kind of funny for me because i don't live close to any of my family but I know that my dad who's eighty four who's still working and doing fine, doing well um, is doing well now, but what happens when it 's tougher and we 're all gone yeah. Yeah. and he 's there without any of his ch- his children there it's better for our community if kids can stay if they want to yeah. stay and I want to be part of that mm-hmm. solution and I think that 's the thing that austin p does we we provide the the uh, degree programs that they want to take. We provide the support and the excellence. We try to uh, be very mindful of career opportunities after. And then we also try to be responsive to the community in terms of of what we're doing for our neighborhood, which yeah. is developing the property to downtown.
0: I, I, one thing, you know, I. Uh, personal experience: I'm a graduate of Austin P. My wife is a graduate of Austin P. She's got two. She's got her master's there too. And she sings too, just so And you she, know. she's an, she's an excellent singer. Yes, ma'am. And our daughter is going to be a, this year a senior at Clarksville High School. She takes dual enrollment classes. She has some Austin P. stuff, and and she she has thought about UT, CHAT, Western, Austin P. and the closer she has gotten to her senior year the more she is focused on Austin P. and we're not trying to push her you know you I think you have to let let them decide on their own but you know I think what she sees is the community aspect she likes to be involved she likes being downtown seeing the growth seeing you know knowing people and stuff like that so I think Austin P is a big piece of that because she sees what you guys are doing and thinks it's pretty exciting that she, she be could a part of it. that she could be a mm-hmm. part of that. So. I
2: think it also helps when you're looking for jobs. So one of yeah. the, the most exciting things that happened last year was a was a, a program that was really initiated by Judge Goble, who leads uh, the teen court and the veterans treatment court, and he and his staff uh, approached. Us about our social work students, maybe partnering with them in the teen court and providing mm-hmm. some mentoring programs. And so we've got social work oh, students good. who worked mm-hmm. with teenagers in the spring in a very successful program. And mm-hmm. in the fall- it's
1: just real life experience.
2: It's real life experience and there were a lot of safety parameters put in place. It was great for the mentors. It was a learning experience mm-hmm. who were guided by the faculty member. And then also a really good experience on the part of the mentees. In the fall, we'll have more social work students do that. But then the psychology students are going to join them as well. So that's an investment in our community. It's also
1: it's a wonderful example of a community partnership.
2: It is because mm-hmm. our students actually then learn from the court system. Mm-hmm. So their uh, wonderful staff in the in the juvenile court, uh, juvenile justice office, really invested time in our students, helping them learn about the system and helping them get skills. Our GIS program, the Geographic Information Systems, works uh, really closely with the county. And so, you know, there was a manhunt a few months ago uh, that yep. was in the northern part of, of the, the uh, state and also, I guess, uh, over the Kentucky line. But our drones and our GS GIS folks were involved in that manhunt and some others. Wow, I didn't know
1: that. That's awesome.
2: They work also for um, uh, the county when, when they need help with emergency situations mm-hmm. that are weather related. Mm-hmm. So we really believe that in, in addition to providing that opportunity to get an education, to be a lifelong learner, to, to be uh, enriched mm-hmm. by the collegiate experience, we're investing in other ways directly into the community. Mm-hmm.
1: And those are the things that not everybody gets to hear about. Right. They're just great. You know, everybody, the thing that's front and center is obviously sports all the time, but nobody hears about those other great community partners that make a big difference.
2: And I've got I've got another. And I'll just I was really excited about this one. There is a and I should have uh, looked this up and I, it just came to me. I don't remember the name of it, but there's a program that our accounting students participate in um, where they're trained in tax preparation and they provide tax preparation services to low income residents. Oh, that's wonderful. In the spring, uh, you know, they have to meet certain criteria where they don't have really yeah. lengthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, tax issues but most most uh lower income people don't they just need to make sure that they're following the rules and our yes and our students help with that too under the to the supervision uh, supervision of a faculty member oh
1: that's wonderful
0: you know recently there was an article out about you or austin p and the four generals yes my nine stars so let's talk let's talk a little bit about that you know we talk about the community you're the clarksville community but then you you outreach via military so tell us a little bit about how even that even started
2: you know I, I just have to say that's one thing that clarksville has done for me i hope that i have invested in the community and into the university so that it's better and the person who follows me will make it better and the person who follows that person will make it better but austin p and clarksville and fort campbell have made me better I have lived a lot of places that were close to military when I was in Fairbanks, Alaska, Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, Wichita Falls, Texas, we're, were by Air Force bases and Army mm-hmm. bases. And there's something different about this community and how involved we really are in Fort Campbell. And I'll never really think the same way about the the expertise of the military, mm-hmm. for one, just having experiences at Fort Campbell and getting to meet Mm -hmm. and see the people who lead us and the technological advances that they have. You know, there may be a time that we beat ourselves, but we'll we'll never let anybody else beat us. Mm -hmm. We have the the most fabulous military uh, in the world and really expert people. And so I appreciate that being allowed to learn and grow and get to meet people. Who have that mm-hmm. background? Because I feel I sleep better at night. I feel really good about yeah. America, and I feel incredibly grateful for the people who serve. Yeah. So, when the governor was, this was the former governor, Governor Haslam, was creating our board of trustees. Uh, he made those appointments, but he asked about the things that were important to us, kind of yeah. where we were going. And as I look at the board of trustees as a think tank, mm-hmm. I can get expertise from people who have experience that would really benefit the university. So we have executive financial planners and we have bankers and we have medical professionals and we have entrepreneurs and business people and and uh, automobile dealerships, again, where they are involved in human resources and and technology and all these other things. But of course, the military is really, really important. And the governor... Appointed Gary Luck, General Gary Luck, who is a four star retired general officer. Mm-hmm. We love him. Oh, he's my favorite person alive, I think. Don't tell Elliot. I think Elliot knows it. Mm-hmm. I-, I tell people that General Luck is the person that, that, um, Chuck Norris calls Chuck Norris. Uh-huh. I mean, he's that kind of guy yeah. Yeah. and he has a doctorate. So uh-huh. he really gets education yeah. as well. And the governor asked him to serve on our board. And we're so grateful and privileged that yeah. he gives us that opportunity. Well, then the other person uh, on the board is General Robin Mueller, who has a master's degree from Austin P and she was a helicopter pilot. Wow. She is just amazing uh-huh. and, and worked in um, at Austin P, not recently, but a few years ago, a number of years ago in ROTC. So you've got Robin Mueller, General Mueller, with experience with Austin P. you've got General Luck, who led the Korean oh my War. Gosh. I mean, not the Korean War, but the conflict, yeah. you know, Vietnam. Yeah. All those, he, he was just amazing. So you've got these people with this expertise. I think I just misstated mis- uh, a country, but they've got that ex- expertise and they bring it to the board and they're well-read and knowledgeable, like General Mueller, is over she's a She's retired but works in the staffing office. And so as we're looking at personnel and staffing and benefits mm-hmm. and efficiencies, compensation plans, she's got such experience to help guide us. And Gary Luck is the same way. General Luck has experience and influence in Washington
0: mm-hmm. with the
2: Department of Defense that we need to better serve to better serve our population. So then, I started looking last year at uh, some openings on our cabinet, on our executive level team, and had an opportunity to hire a new vice president for external affairs, and and loved the person who was in that role before. It was a different uh, title, but the same responsibility, and was very fortunate that General Ron Bailey, a three star Marine general
1: mm-hmm.
2: applied and, and we encouraged him to apply, but we also, but if he had not been the best candidate, he would not have been yeah. hired. Yeah. Right. But he can, he can build a city in Afghanistan in two days. Mm-hmm. So who is better at strategic planning Yes, than General Bailey? Mm-hmm. He also was responsible for recruiting 40,000 plus uh, Marines every year Uh, He did. He had the East Coast and he had the West Coast. And this is a guy who understands marketing and advertising and and communication. And it was directly in his wheelhouse. And he's also an Austin P alum and has also brought some dollars in, even though Advancement reports to him and he kind of helps him with strategy. He's also personally brought some dollars in because he's connected to some alumni that we had not been connected to Mm -hmm. in, in a while. And then I had um, a desire to really up our game in what we do to serve military-affiliated students. And so, General Bailey's role is not because he's a general, it's a plus, but he's not involved specifically in our, our military uh, program. But then I hired uh, General Scott Brower, mm-hmm. who's uh, Brigadier General, retired, with recent experience at Fort Campbell, to really help us serve our active duty, our veterans and our military affiliated students. And what I asked him to do is show us what we don't know. I said, Mm -hmm. I know our heart. We have more military affiliated students than anybody in the state, more than all of the other universities, public and private combined. Mm -hmm. Every one of them added together, we've got more. And I know Mm -hmm. we have a heart for it, but I wasn't sure our hearts really manifested into appropriate services. Were were there barriers that the Department of Defense put up? I want to know what those are, because General Brower, I mean, General um, Luck can help us get access to the people we need to help with that. Are there barriers that the state puts up? Then we need to know that and then we need to see if there's any leeway. But a lot of barriers we put up ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if he can work with our team to identify those, we know we can fix those, and that's what he's doing, and he's building this new military family resource center that will be right on College Street, and I'm very grateful. So every yeah. four of those generals brings a great deal of expertise to help us We Pitt. had
1: uh, General Brower in here, and, and then we had Travis Jansen, Coach Jansen, oh, in here sure. at several times, and um, it really... I really loved hearing about what they had put together for Gold Star families yes. on the baseball field. Yes. Not not even just because we were honoring those families, but the character that we're instilling in those young athletes and college students to never forget what a soldier's done for them. So I, that really kind of touched my heart. I you think
2: know, Yes. And they did it for football, too. Yes. So in the fall, we had a a big event for football for the Gold Star Star families. But what I liked about it the best is that General Brower got um, little bios of Mm -hmm. every Fallen Soldier. And each student was connected to someone who had been lost. And of course, I heard about all of them. Mm-hmm. But each student was really assigned one to really get to know that story, and to represent that family and present a T-shirt or jersey to that family. But General ba- General uh, Brower gave me the the notebook, and I read every one. And I what I told the families, I said, I will read this notebook every year. I promise. I mm-hmm. will read it every. I will read every bio every year from now, from now on because I. It's important to me to remember, remember not a group, but to remember that son, that brother, that dad, that mom, Mm -hmm. that sister. And, and, And so that's a commitment I made. And as we get more notebooks, I'll just be doing more reading because it's really important that we always remember that that sacrifice is not a one time sacrifice. That family is forever changed. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the difference that has to instill in those young athletes and students is be, because it's so easy to dis- when you're that age, when you're 19 years old, it's so easy to not understand something that's so much bigger than you. Right. And it's just bringing right. it back to it. And does. I love that.
2: I do, too. I'm very proud of them. Yeah,
1: you I'm should also be. proud
2: of, of what General Brower and the athletics folks have done. General Brower was able to get us some access to the soldiers of Fort Campbell mm-hmm. to give our athletes some attention on leadership. Yep. And to mm-hmm. let them see what they do and how they do it and there were there were some some tough exercises, some physical exercises, some team building exercises and and some real tough moments about uh, discussions that are not always easy to have, but there was such respect that the students had for the soldiers and and the soldiers these officers and, and enlisted were so, they were so warm <clears> to <throat> our students and our athletes, yeah. and I don't think the students will be the same mm-hmm. after those experiences.
0: Man, Austin P. is killing it.
1: Yes. Well, and I President was-
0: White, we appreciate what you've done and Thank and you. your your admin. There's one thing before I I want to make sure we cover this before we go, but let's talk about the Multipurpose event center sure. and the connection with our community and why you would even be involved in that, why you would want to.
2: Sure. Uh, First, first, I would I want to say that um, there's a little bit of a a misperception out there that the multipurpose event center will be Austin Pease Dunn Center downtown. I think what? Um, So that's that's not true. But we really believe that the fan experience is important to our athletes. They they want to succeed and our, our athletic programs are killing it as well. And it's not just about the teams themselves, but we also have students who come to join the band. We have a wonderful GOMB, Governors on Marching Band. We would not have that opportunity if we didn't have a strong athletics program. You don't have a band if you don't mm. have a strong athletics right. program. And we have students who come because they want to play and they want to be fans but the students want people to watch them. They want people to pay attention to them and to get acquainted with them and to cheer for them and to root for them.
1: Who wouldn't want to (laughs) when they're putting all that effort into it, right? I know,
2: they work so hard and they're good students as well as good athletes, they're student athletes. And so the fan experience is really important and the Dunn Center has had some storied games, but there's not a lot we can do to upgrade the fan experience and we've done that thanks to the vision that President Hall had with uh, the AD at the time, who was uh, Derek Vandermeer, they had the concept for the new uh, Forterra Stadium, and that's been a real game changer for Clarksville, Montgomery County and mm-hmm. for the community, and for the Austin Peak community. For the pro,
1: that football program. And for
2: the football program, because now mm-hmm. we have a really good presence, and it's a fun place to be on Saturdays when we have those home games.
1: And but it's wonderful seeing the stands full.
2: It is, and we did it have is. a sellout where they yeah. were—they couldn't even come in. They were, they were lined around the fence last year for one of our games. Mm-hmm. Well, we cannot recreate that in the Dunn. Yeah. We can renovate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, But we also need another practice facility. So the Dunn Center is used by volleyball. It's used for all of the athletic offices except for football and baseball. It's used for all of the offices for the largest academic program on campus, which is Health and Human Performance, and all their activity classes are there. Now we're hoping that we can move the offices of Health and Human Performance out. If we get our Health Professions building, they would move in with nursing. But they still have to have a lot of academic classes there for health and human performance. We can't build another gym for that. We also have a lot of conflict with people trying to use um, the Dunn Center for practice. So you've got volleyball, beach volleyball, um, women's basketball, men's basketball. And they do use the Red Barn some But that's also used by ROTC. That's their their space as well. And then we also have student activities for our growing student body, and that's really the only place they have to do some Mm -hmm. um, of their student student activities, student organizations activities. So we just don't have enough space. So the alternative to the Impact Center would be the Impact would be building another practice facility and doing minimal. renovations to the done and it would not be an equivalent experience and it and it actually would cost us more to do that to debt service that than it would be to lease the impact so what the impact would do for us would be to give us a place to have about 30 games maybe 15 up to 15 men's games and 15 women's games Mm -hmm. Um, so we would really just use it for about 30 nights a year and sometimes those are even double mm-hmm. headers so they be yeah. on the same game but they would also have spaces that we would lease for uh offices for men's and women's basketball and it would be another practice court yeah and so that would be a fabulous upgrade for our student athletes and it would relieve some of the pressure in the dunn center for volleyball hhp beach volleyball and um the other offices that we yeah. need in the sitter yeah. So it really, it's really a wonderful thing for us. And we think that it would, it would greatly enhance the fan experience and give us more people watching the students play. Yeah.
1: Well, to me, too, just going back to what you were talking earlier about it being your neighborhood. Yes. And about the downtown development. I mean, you bought Jenkins and Wynn, and that kind of was a game changer because it took you on the other side of the road. Right. It's just more of kind of Austin P. meshing itself into downtown, too.
2: It is, and that's really important because I know Mm -hmm. some people would like for us to, if if they're going to do it, move it to the interstate. If they do that, uh, it's not, we can't, we can't go. It's not attractive We can't move an entire department across town. Yeah. Right. And so, if, if that were the case, Austin P could not do it. And, and if, if it's something that's good for the community, it's good for Austin P. If it's good for Austin P, it'll be good for the community. But there will be many other tenants and op- opportunities to rent and to provide activities for the community that are in this center that have nothing to do with Austin P. But I really support them because I think it enhances the quality of life. It brings more people to our community to live and to work, and they—if they want to go to Nashville, they can. But they won't have to go to Nashville, yeah. right? And I love staying home. Me I do too. too. And the
1: older I get, the more I want to stay home.
2: And there's a lot to do here. And there something
1: is. for like the sports fan who really is just in it to win the game. I mean, if you're a coach and you're recruiting, it's much easier to recruit when you got a wonderful facility. It is.
2: It's yeah. yes. I
1: mean, it's just all organically. A better deal for everybody.
2: And it changes it, it changes the way we're viewed on TV, which is, you know, the OVC has a new ESPN plus contract. Mm-hmm. And so our we, we have been told all of us in the OVC, the Ohio Valley Conference, conference have had to up our um the quality we, we act, Austin P actually has won many awards for the quality of our sports uh, radio, I mean, television uh, broadcast. And so I feel really good about that. But we have to we have to uh, broadcast more games. We have to have a lot of uh, requirements we didn't have before because of this ESPN plus contract. It's really terrible. It's tough on some schools because they didn't have the resources, yeah. the talent that we already had to do it. But if you're watching a game and it's the Dunn Center versus watching a game in a a really nice new arena, Mm -hmm. it's a completely different experience on television, too. And that ups our brand.
1: Well, that's what I say. That goes back into branding and Mm -hmm. first impressions of the university of people that have never set foot on campus before.
2: It does. And I Mm -hmm. think ice will be fun. You know, I used to ice skate when I was a kid. Uh, I don't now. But... I I don't look good in a cast, so that's the deal. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's really neat that that they're going to do something where there there are professional opportunities, but where our kids really can just have something else to do.
1: Is hockey a collegiate sport?
2: Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: So I wonder if y'all would end up with a hockey team.
2: You know, I have been asked about that, and I love hockey, actually. Mm -hmm. I got involved in hockey when I was in the University of Alaska because we did not have a football team. We had a hockey team, the Gold Kings. But... Mm the challenge i'm not saying it couldn't happen and i know it's we'll explore it. on the road it. you never know it's a title nine issue yeah. mm. so we ha- you know the we are required by law to provide equal opportunities for women's sports and okay. men's sports and and so when you have a football team and you've got 90 players yep. that immediately puts a burden on the other sports so we have to be really careful about adding another uh, male dominated, male dominated sports. sport. Yeah. Gotcha. Unless we could do some things on the female side. The other thing for me is, is, um, we put a lot of resources in athletics. Resources are extremely important, uh, for their success, but we don't want to get out of balance in athletics. The mm-hmm. academic side is, is the most important thing that we will ever do. Yeah. And, I don't want to get into uh, a spending war in the OVC or even outside. Mm-hmm. We're not the SEC. We're not some of, some of those universities that are able to make money in sports. So we'll never break even. So I want to be really a- aware of yeah. what's the appropriate funding model for sports yeah. and what's the what's best the fan balance? experience. What's the balance, mm-hmm. right?
1: So school starts. It's right around the corner in August. Do you know how many students you're expecting this fall?
2: I don't know. I really don't know. I, we, what happens is we track it by rows. Uh-huh. So that's our our uh, orientation and welcome registration orient recruiting registration orientation and welcome, and so we track it by how many rows had we had by this year, by this year, by this year, and so we'll know when we get a little bit closer yeah. to it. So
1: it's going to be here for we know it.
2: Yeah, it's already here. And of course, we we have four thousand, nearly four thousand students taking classes a summer Mm -hmm. and some are online and some are on campus. So uh, people ask me sometimes, what are you doing this summer when you're off? And I just laugh. I "I haven't been off. I haven't been off in a summer. And most of the faculty Mm -hmm. are not off either. They're either teaching or they're they're doing research or study abroad. So it's busy. It's good.
1: Well, um, I admire your vision because I came here in 2007 and there's been some wonderful presidents, but um, I I probably got to know you the best. But, uh, you know, talking about these people that you've put in place, that's all part of that vision to take Austin P. to continue to grow. Because the the people that you're putting in place, you're not just saying, hey, we want to do this. This is how we're going to get you're actually putting in people in place that can help you get there.
2: Oh, they're fabulous. And not just not just working my vision but helping us create a vision Mm -hmm. and we really have a lot of grassroots conversations not everybody's happy not everybody gets to decide but we try to make decisions with a lot of input from people who are experts in their fields i think about this a lot we have faculty who are paid consultants well why shouldn't we use them for their expertise to inform our decisions as well and I'm not saying we have to pay them extra. We don't, but we already pay them and they're there and they love Austin P. So we use them. And my my leadership style really is to hire really good people who uh, don't need me to micromanage what they do. Yeah. And so I've I've got a wonderful team mm-hmm. who uh, the, the sad thing is, if I were hit by a bus, nobody would know because they just keep things uh-huh. working. Well,
1: that's that's a, sign of a good leader. Yeah, though. No, right. They're
2: good. They're just amazing. They really are amazing.
1: Well, awesome. thank you for joining us today. I hope that you'll come back because I know that I things you. are always evolving over there and there's going to be other things to talk about eventually.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love Austin P. and I love the support that we have from you guys and the rest of our community. Are you community.
1: ready one time? Let's, Let's go, go pee, pee. Let's go pee. Come on, you're supposed to do it with us. Okay. All right, do it again. One, two, three. Let's, Let's go, go pee. pee.
2: Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.